0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. All right, well, I want to start off by congratulating our graduates on the job well done. They They have worked hard. They have been persistent. They have, they have avoided the temptation of mass distractions and invested their life, invested their time in the Word of God. There's no greater investment that you, than you can make with your life than to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn of Him. It's life-changing. It'll affect your whole eternity. Because they influence not only upon your life but upon others' lives. Uh, I'm excited. We got Ellen Randall here, who was our Alaskan student. Uh, yes, because of our technology, she was able to to be here by Skype or Facebook, one of them, and actually went to school from Alaska. How many know that technology can be a great blessing? (laughs) But I think she was our student, uh, probably the fathers from the church, but but anyway, her and her husband moved back down. It's great to have them here. Uh, I want to say that the school produces leaders, and I wrote uh, in the letter that they'll get in their uh, diploma packet. And I want to read just a, a little section of it. It says, it "Is With great joy that we commend you and this well-deserved achievement, a completing Harvest School of Ministry. The world is full of starters, but very few finishers. I want to congratulate you on finishing (laughs) running the race set before you. And we know God has a whole lot more for you to accomplish in your life. I want to thank, and I'm just going to read this, thanks for being a leader, one who leads the way for others to follow. Thanks for influencing people by displaying your love for Jesus By sitting at His feet and learning from Him. Also by showing His love and His character in all that you do. When you show yourself faithful, God brings expansion into your life for greater impact and greater influence. A spiritual leader is not one that wins by beating others. A spiritual leader is one who finds victory Excuse me, in helping others win. Thank you for helping others win in life. We are so proud of you and celebrate with you and for you in this great accomplishment. We love and appreciate you and look forward to the great things God will continue to do in you and through you from now on, as long as you shall live. So I want us to just give a shout of appreciation and congratulations. I know we've done it before. Let me say this. How many have heard when you go to a graduation, hold your applause till everyone is finished? Everyone gets their diploma. This is what I want you to do. Do not hold your applause I want you to be on every single one of them. I want you just to shout like your team won the Super Bowl, because these have paid a price. And we're going to celebrate what they have accomplished. Amen? Thank you, Lord. At this time, we have our commencement speaker, Michael Taylor, and he's going to come and, and speak to us. Where's Michael? He's left the guitar and he's, he's ready. Let's give Michael a hand.
1: Thank you all so much. Uh, I'd like to thank, first of all, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ for doing what he's done. It's a privilege to serve him. Uh, we want to thank Pastor Bob, Dr. Leon, Barbara and all the students for all their help as well because we kind of helped each other along the way. I'd like to thank my father uh, for just giving me unconditional love all these years. There were times when I was probably more of a knucklehead than than a son, but God's grace is sufficient. And, uh, It's an honor to get up here and speak uh, before everybody about our class, and it's obvious uh, that these before you love the Lord God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. It takes obedience, and it takes discipline to do what they've accomplished, and I've just been given just a few minutes, and it's hard for me to speak without teaching, so I'm going to try to just... Hit some middle ground there somewhere. And what comes to mind as this course started and as everybody come through was uh, Luke 5, verses 4 through 6. And this is referring to Jesus and, and Simon Peter. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they had enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net began to break. And if anybody knows fishing, I know Richard Scott's a fisherman, my father as well, uh, Mr. Stewart, several of us here, that fishing is a job. Getting ready to go fishing is a job. Coming home, the cleaning, the... uh, preparing of the equipment to be put back up, whatever needs to be done. And Jesus wasn't dealing with just some recreational weekend fishermen. He was dealing with fishermen that this was their life. And when he told them to launch out into the deep, he wanted them to go further, and he wanted them to act on obedience. He was checking them to see if they would go a little further and do what he asked them to do. And each one of these students here have done what God has asked them to do. And it has brought each one of them To a point in their life to where there's fixing to be new doors open. A new path to take, a new journey to travel. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in the respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who brings good news. Our mission field is a lost world. Each one of these have been preparing for this moment for a long time. It is never too late. God is a God of redemption. If you think you have never been to college or you can never go to college, hey, the opportunity stands just right around the door. It is open for anyone. There is no age limit as far as you need to be able to understand the scriptures and study them. And each one of these, as it says in John 15, 16, that they have been chosen. And Jesus tells us, You didn't choose me, I chose you, and I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. So everyone has been given the tools, and we have no excuse. We need to act just as he said, launch into the deep. And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. There is reward for serving God. He is a God that cannot lie, and He will not lie. Those that come, come to Him must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. Jesus came and told His disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the church's great commission. These are the tools that we've been given as we go to school. We need tools. We need tools to know about other religions, to know how to, uh, to counter, how to love them into the kingdom. Not to debate and beat them over the head. It's about love, and this is the last commandment that uh, Jesus says. He says, "This is my commandment," in John 15:17. Love each other. Thank you.
2: I'm Heather
3: Shepherd I'm Michael Guyton
2: and I'm Carmen Womack and we just wanted to share a little bit about the School of Ministry Um, the course was about 14 classes and we memorized scripture each week and we came together from about seven to nine once a week and um, it was a core group of us and it was like a family inside a family and we became so close and we all just wanted to share a little bit about the class and um, how what it meant to us Um, My biggest thing is I like the teachers, the different approaches they would take, and they all taught differently and we all grew with each one of them. Um, My favorite one (laughs) was one that they challenged us. They said, tomorrow when you walk out of your house to go up to the first three people you see and tell them what Jesus has done for you, and and I did that. I went to work, and I walked out of my car to the building, walked to the elevator with someone, and just shared with her about Jesus, and then walked up to up to my floor and talked to a man about Jesus and what he had done for me, and. um and then I walked in the break room a little bit later, and a lady was really hurting and had a bad day, and I and I shared with her about Jesus and what He could do for her and what He's already done for me. And um, It's just real neat, the different things we learned and we grew, and I'll let these guys share a little bit, too. Okay.
3: <laughs>
4: um, I wanted to um, t- talk to y'all about what the class meant to me as far as... as as we grew as a family, the more that we were there and the more we opened ourselves up and the more we learned, we were able to not only kind of share our hearts, but as God would reveal stuff to us, we were able to um, use our gifts. And we were able to step out and and be able to um, practice those gifts in a safe place. So for me, I was able to grow and mature in areas that was very scary sometimes but in the safety of my family it made life wonderful and now I'm not scared there's no fear in stepping out so I'm excited and it was so worth it
3: Okay, great, great. well for me I think the most important and exciting thing was even though we we knew each other at church we spoke to each other and fellowship with each other but really uh, with the school it showed us um, how each one of us has grown over the past years. Uh, When we were kind of starting out, everyone was kind of in their own little space. But then as we continued to go to class, everyone kind of started going together. We could see each one of them develop and grow and how different things challenged us to step out of our comfort zone and different teachers, like Thomas said, challenged us to step out of our comfort zone. It was really exciting. It really gave us a chance to grow within ourselves and share God's word to other people through churches and through our work, in different areas, so the uh, School of Ministry is great. I would advise anyone, if you think about even having a thought or even coming, just sitting in to do that, and you'll really enjoy it.
5: Yes. My name is for probably about four years, and um, I just want to share something real quick about a ministry class that I've been going to. It's really been um, an inspiration to my life. Um, was really shy and I'm still shy and I don't want to be standing here but um, it's something that I need to do and um, show you that um, it really was a blessing in my life because I was really spiritually lost and um, with me being in this class I have learned to, to open up and I have really learned to trust in God really and um It wasn't about me it was about him so um with this in mind you know it's something that i did for myself it was the best thing i ever did for me because i know how i can treat other people and i know who i am in christ so i can be a better person out there
0: thank you lord well, one of our teachers who is, this is Zach Davis, one of our teaching gifts, and he taught in the school. He's going to come and talk to us briefly.
6: <laughs> he can go. Thanks, Pastor Bob. All right. Well, first of all, I'm so excited about what you guys have accomplished. Have one more hand, guys. Come on, let's do it. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, uh, to Pastor Bob's point, my whole life, since I was in uh, high school, basically, every time I get up to speak... I've literally had people catch their breath saying, oh no, he's going to go forever. I even had one person back in college when I was speaking, they raised their hand, you're not going to pray, are you? Oh, that's going to take all night. So I promised Shauna, it's not going to take all night. Okay. Well, I wanted to say this morning, I I was sitting, I was looking at myself in the mirror and and I I was thinking, you know, what am I going to say? And I think the biggest thing I want to say is how proud I am of the fact that you are willing to study, to show yourself approved, to to take the journey, to finish it out, because so many people don't. And just like what has already been said, you know, it's easy to start, but it's hard to finish. And that's why the New Testament talks so much about finishing the race, completing the work, and doing what God wants. So I just want to commend you. I, I really appreciated such an honor, Barbara. Thank you so much for uh the school and helping uh, to make sure that everything gets organized and done correctly. Let's give her a big hand. Thank you so much. I, I feel so honored to have been part, a small part of helping to teach. And uh, many of you know I have a passion for teaching. I I love to teach God's Word. In in a day and age where people don't want to study anything, let alone God's Word, I just commend you for the fact that you showed yourself approved here, and you studied, and I really appreciate that. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is I feel very uh, humbled standing, because in James it says, Don't many of you be teachers, for you'll receive a stricter judgment. And so the reason for that, one of the reasons is because we know now, right? They, they say ignorance is bliss, but, but when we know, then we are accountable for what we know. But I want to say to all of you, I was, I was part of the online Bible school. I, I did that probably about 10 years ago and completed that work. I was so excited to do that. You know, whether you want to sit in a classroom or you want to have teachers, you know, speaking to you directly, or if you want to do it online, Dr. Leon's school is so balanced. It's fantastic. Dr. Leon, thank you for letting me be part of that in the infancy stage when you were releasing it here in the U.S. I'm so proud of it. And and as a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever told you this. I actually have my diploma on my wall behind my desk and next to my business degree. And, And it's such an honor to have that there. It says Global Ministries and Relief. So my time is wrapping up. And I just want to say one more time, and as a closing thought to all of you, one of my favorite verses is from Romans twelve eleven. It says, don't be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Don't be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. And one thing that I love about that is enthusiastic means in God in Greek. And then actually going further, it even means being filled with God being filled with God's Spirit. So don't just work hard, be filled with God's Spirit and watch what God will do. Let's give him a hand.
0: Thank you, Zach. Zach was actually the first online student. We were the first school uh, in America, so we have a pioneering spirit here. We break through, right? Right. And uh, if you're thinking about going to school, starting in September, we'll be uh, cranking up again. Some of these hadn't been in school for a couple years or I've heard the stories, and uh, they made it through, and God supplies. You know, He helps get things moving again, and and thinking and understanding, so if you... um, If God's pulling on you, go ahead and jump in. That's the best way to do it and and get get involved. Well, next we have our keynote speaker. And I've already talked about him some, but uh, he has over 150,000 students that are in training, preparing themselves for ministry. And just think about that, 150,000. That's a lot of folks a lot of people thousands do you know how many thousands have graduated it's thousands thousands that have graduated there are pastors that are pastoring because they've gone through the school of ministry there's missionaries ministers business people that have gone through the school uh, and even at this time there's 150,000 in process and you can continue on, and this is something that you students, if you desire to go on, you can go all the way up to doctorate. That's, that's your choice. There's information that you can get uh, online uh, at Global Ministries and Relief if you'd like to continue on, where we call you, not just Dr. Leon, we call you Dr. Dr. Heather, <laughs> Dr. Dana. I'm... <laughs> I love Dr. Leon. I love his heart. He has a heart for souls. That's one of the first things I really recognized when I first met him. He said he didn't want to discuss money. I was trying to get people in. I was uh, had just started pastoring, and everyone wanted a minimum payment thing. We didn't have no money. And Robin and Shawna met Dr. Leon where they were youth pastors up in Illinois. And they said, you you need to hear this guy. I got on the phone with him. I said, can you send me a tape? (laughs) Can you send me a tape? That's Okay. Everybody's going, what's a tape? Well, (laughs) never mind, you young. A tape. It was before the 8-track. No, no. after the (laughs) 8-track. Things have changed. But uh, he said that he would come at his own expense, stake an offering. Uh, and he was, his, his whole ministry was built on relationship. And I had met people, it wasn't built on relationship. It was built on, I'll just be honest with you, how great they, they are. And how much you want their greatness around you. Maybe that's too honest for you. But his heart was, I come and I build relationships. And he is an apostle. He's planted many churches, done many works, but he doesn't call himself an apostle. He said the only reason uh, that title would be there would be because someone else calls him an apostle. So you see the heart of humility, a love for souls, and a love for God. So he's got his wife, Bridge. He's got his three sons. They live in Tampa, Florida, from South Africa. And we're partnered up with them. And our, our school of ministry is because he had the vision to put the curriculum in school, in schools, in churches, I mean. To raise up one million disciples that would reproduce their life in others. Everybody say one million. You think your vision's big. So I want you to stand up. The Bible does say give honor where honor is due. And there's some honor due here. And we're honoring the Lord as we also honor Dr. Leon.
7: Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So good to be with you. God bless you. What a joy! What an honor to be able to celebrate this graduation, class of 2015. I'm also looking forward to tonight and Monday and Tuesday when I will address the subject of Islam, the Christian response. And uh, my doctoral thesis was in Islamic studies, and uh, I've worked in many Islamic nations over the years of ministry, and have won many to the Lord. But I've also seen the viciousness and the danger of their world vision to control the earth. And uh, so, what I'll be sharing to tonight and Monday and Tuesday is going to be both informational, but it's also going to include uh, the revelation, what the church needs to be doing to bring change in the spiritual atmosphere. As Pastor Bob said, God is not unaware of what's happening. And God's got a master plan that is far greater than the encroaching spread of Islam. You've got to understand that God's got a vision for His people that is far greater than their vision. And uh, the Bible is very clear that the gates of hell will not prevail. And so we are guaranteed success. And if you've read the back of the book, you know we win. Uh, So this is not a message that will put fear in your heart, but it will be sobering when you recognize the, the radicalized elements of Islam, how committed they are to their cause... And how uncommitted the church is to ours, which is a a greater cause. And so it will stretch you, it will expand you, and it will be rubber meets the road. It's not going to be ethereal and out there. How do we actually make a difference in our generation in the light of what's happening all around us? And so these meetings will be important, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Uh, I want to get to the graduation. I want to start by firstly thanking Pastors Bob and Ellen and Pastors Robin, Shauna, and then of course the Director of the School, Barbara, and the teachers for all that you have done. And most of all, I want to say to the the graduates, uh, well done, congratulations, so proud of you. It's taken you a long time to get there. Let me rephrase this. It's taken you a very long time to get here. (laughs) Uh, I actually believe in accelerated Christian education. Jesus took three years, my goodness, three years to raise up apostles. They've taken three years just to get you a diploma of ministry. What's wrong with this picture? But uh, I know that this isn't the end for you. It is the beginning of a life of learning and ongoing growth and that What has been placed in your life is going to shape and mold you to be leaders and world changers. And then, of course, we want you to go on and become teachers or disciple makers so that this isn't like I've got my certificate on the wall. Now I'm going to do something with this knowledge. I'm going to put it into practice. And I know you're already doing that. So congratulations to the graduates. I want to take a few minutes to share about Bible education and training and its importance. After the meeting, there will be a a table in the foyer where you can enroll for the next school. And I trust that many from this church will study the Word, especially when you hear the strategy and the vision, why and how to. Um, I believe every Christian, let me rephrase that, I believe every Christian is called to be a disciple. The Great Commission wasn't just given to the church that we would reach the lost so they can avoid hell. The Great Commission was given to us so that we would reach the lost and then equip them to be carriers or the continuum of what Jesus began. This is not just some little training programs so that I can sell books and have schools. This is about equipping, training, and shaping lives so that we can reach our generation. Jesus made disciples. He said to the first disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They were already fishermen, but He was going to equip and train them to be the continuum of His ministry. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. And He taught and He trained them in the Word of God, in the kingdom of God, and in the revelation of who the Father is, so that what He began both to teach and to do, they would continue it until He returns. How many of you know that we are living in the last of the last days? You don't have to be a a theologian to work this out. You just got to go to social media, go to world news and see what is happening in the earth. The very things Jesus spoke about, which would be indicators, are in escalation. Never has there been so much global conflict as right now. Never has there been so many natural disasters as right now. It is escalating, it is picking up. And these are the beginnings, but there is a promise. He is coming. And until He comes, we have a job to do. And our job is to reach the lost at any cost, to build the church, to be co-laborers together with Him in this great call. We're not just saved to avoid hell and go to heaven so that we can sit on clouds in the sweet by and by and play harps. We're not saved by our works, but we are certainly called to the ministry of God. The oil that was on the head, Jesus Christ, that flows down the beard to the edge of the garments, the anointing of God, the gifting of God is on everyone that says, Jesus is Lord. You are not saved merely to be a church attendee on a Sunday morning. You are saved so that you can carry the armor of God, the word of God, and plunder hell and populate heaven so that the church would be glorious and magnificent and powerful, and that the anointing that Jesus walked in, we would walk in as well. The works that He did, we will do as well. God has got to work for each one of you, but in order to do that, you've got to be equipped, taught, and trained. The ministry that God has given to Pastor Bob and to Others who are sharing in the Ascension ministry gifts, even in this church, is to equip the saints, the believers, the called out ones, uh, for the work of ministry. Our job is not just to make you comfortable, actually our job is to make you uncomfortable. Our job is to challenge you to access the call of God for your life, the destiny of God for your life. Our job is not just to get you to sit in comfort and know a lot. Our job is to mobilize you that you can do a lot, that you can release what God has given to you, that you can be a conduit of His light, of His love, of His power, of His glory, and of His anointing. We can't put that kind of power into the hands of people that don't know what the Word of God says. That's how cults are forged in ignorance. And so we want to teach you the balance that is found in the Word of God so that you can handle it accurately and powerfully. That's the least of you. From the youngest to the oldest, we are called to equip you for the work of God. And so I'm very committed to Christian education and training. Um, The mission statement of Global Ministries and Relief is reaching the lost, discipling the found, and building the church. In order to, to build the church, I've got to disciple the found. In order to disciple them, I've got to reach them. And we work with local churches, what we call schools of ministry. It's what you've just been through, a two-year program. Some go a little longer than two years. A two-year program that will equip you and give to you an accredited diploma that you would be established in the Word of God. Everyone can study the Word privately, but what happens is you end up just doing haphazard study, but this is a logistical method that from foundations to leadership, we walk you through a process just like I'd say, line upon line, precept upon precept, We'll just teach you the basics, the foundations, and then it gets stronger and stronger and stronger until you can cast out demons, heal the sick, preach the gospel, and be effective in leadership, established in character. These are the things we're trying to do, and uh, this program is amazing. I mean, I'm so honored to be here today, the first school of ministry in the America. Um, I started Christian education um, almost... I guess 37 years ago, I launched my first school of ministry. I was a young pastor. I hadn't even been uh, through Bible college. I was still studying behind the scenes. I'd already been ordained, but my ordination was based on this thing that I would obtain my degree. And so they recognized the call of God. They could see the grace of God in my life, but they said, you need to get this formalized. And I really wanted that. But what happened is revival broke out. And we just, the church exploded, and how many of you know when God's on the move, you're just moving at the pace of this glory, and we were running every day, counseling, discipling, training, trying to get people equipped, casting out demons, healing the sick, getting people filled with the Spirit of God. But I found that as a pastor, my life was getting busier and busier and busier, and I realized that the reason I was getting busy is because people didn't know the Word of God. If they knew the Word of God... They wouldn't have come to me for these answers that they needed. They were in the Word. And the Scripture says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So I said to the lead pastor, we need to start a discipleship training school. We will teach the people. He said, go for it. So I developed my first curriculum way back then, and uh, we raised up people to be disciples. Some years later, our church went through a challenging period, and... uh, people would call it a church split, you know. Things go wrong in churches. Even though we're family, uh, we're saved by grace. And things are said and done that people get offended over anyway. We went through this thing. But I found those who were equipped and trained, guess what? They didn't cause the problems. They didn't perpetuate the issues. They were established they were the workers they were the leaders they were the, stu- the the givers they were the intercessors they were the soul winners the people who had no knowledge of the word they were the audience they were the ones easily offended they didn't know how to forgive they didn't know how to move through the pain and i realized that what i was doing was big and important And it became the the model that I would establish in my ministry that I would not just reach the lost and make people church um, members, but I would make them ministers and carriers of God's glory, leaders, influence. And I began that path so many years ago. Now we have thousands and thousands of students. I've trained thousands of pastors and missionaries. Many of my graduates are now pastors and church planters all over the world. In India, in Africa. In fact, uh, when the year you came with me to Kenya, I took a trip. I left you guys up there ministering, and I went down to Lake Victoria. Uh, Did you come with me to Lake Victoria? You had to work in the villages. You you were working. I went down to Lake Victoria, and uh, Louis Self was with me, John Zuckerman and a couple of others, Steve Talaki. Um, And we were driving miles and miles on these African roads. African roads are African roads. Uh, They are incredibly rough. We had like three punctures in this short distance, which became a very long trip. We stopped in this village, and the the pastor that was our guide, he said, "Um, I want to pull into this village because you've got a school of ministry here. I want you to meet your students. So I said, great, we pulled into this little village on the side of the dirt road, and uh, all the students recognized the pastor, and they came running to greet him, and then he introduced me to them, and they were like blown away because I was the, the first author that they'd ever met. In fact, they'd never read any other books than my books. My books were the first Bible school books that they'd ever had. And I was the first author that came to visit them. They took me into the little school that they had, and we began to worship and celebrate and pray. And then one of the men said to me, please, would you come with me? So I stepped out of the classroom and walked into like a uh, market area, and he said, this is my vegetable stand. And I was very polite. I said, praise the Lord, very nice, nice fruit and vegetables. He says, what you don't understand is we are in famine. And he said, this is the harvest of my own fields. He says, every night it comes and the dew settles on my land and waters my crops. And this is not bought from places outside of the country where there is no famine. This is from my land. He said, I read your book on faith, the principles of faith. And he said, I began to do what your book taught me. And I believed God for miracles. And here I am pointing to you miracles. Because the truth is, I don't want people to get the word in their head and know a lot. I want the word to get in their heart yeah. so that they would do a lot. There's a huge difference, knowledge puffs up. We don't want people just to have Bible knowledge. Theologians can be some of the most vicious people. Their whole life is spent fighting other theologians to see who's the most correct. I want to raise up people that are proud and arrogant. I want to raise up a generation who are God-possessed, who are carriers of God's glory and anointing. I saw that in that village. I was in Canada in a place called uh, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon. And uh, in that place, I met my oldest graduate. She was 95 years old. She got saved in that church. That church was uh, over 100 years old. She got saved in that church. She had never left that church. She was a faithful woman, I said. and, And she was very, very um, solid and strong physically and mentally and spiritually, I said to her, my dear, why are you taking two years to study? She said, oh, I need to study the Word. I need to be trained. I need to be equipped. I've still got some life to live. I loved her attitude. My oldest graduate, in her 90s, who had Committed to study the Word of God because she recognized she had a ministry. I want to be like that. I want to be studying until my my old age. I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop growing. I want to be challenging myself in the Word of God. I admired her so much for her passion for the Lord and for His work. And I think of people, I'm too young, I'm too old. You're not too young. Some of my graduates have been teenagers studying the Word in their youth. And by the time they leave high school, they can go into their degree programs and graduate and uh, advance. No one's too young. David was a young boy who loved God and knew the Word of God and was able to turn the tides of the enemy's attack against the nation. The youth can go to Bible school. You say, well, I study so much at school. Nah, this is America. You hardly have to study. They just throw your diploma at you these days. Uh, You can enroll. At university, you can do this on the side. Many of my students are university uh, uh, students. They're going to university, and, and while they are studying in university, they're equipping their lives in the Word of God so that they're skilled for business and for their profession, but they're skilled as well in the Word of God so they can be successful business people. This isn't just for those who will one day stand behind the pulpit. This is for people to stand behind the pulpit of your life. It's not about public ministry. It's about personal ministry so that you can be trained in these things. We have various levels of education, and Zach um, was my first EBI graduate, did a book a month, uh, EBI's eBible Institute. Years ago, I saw the need for online education. Before there was even online universities, I think I was the first. When you used to go on online education, global ministries, I was the first. Only thing is, I got so busy in so many fronts that I lost the momentum. I had to develop that back-end program from infancy. We got it developed. We launched the school. Since then, we've improved it hugely because technology is changing all the time. But um, we have hundreds and hundreds of graduates like Zach who are studying in their home using their, their smart devices, which are better than dumb devices, to equip their lives. And then we have our Bible degree programs from an associate, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs, doctorate of ministry, doctorate of, of um, theology. We have masters of divinity, masters of theology, masters of ministry, and bachelors and associates at affordable prices. We are not trying to, to uh, get people in indebtedness to study one of our things is we want to make education affordable, not cheap. And even what we do make, we just give it into Africa and India so that we can equip these impoverished nations. Because I understand that uh, impoverishment is, uh, is, is really based on ignorance. And so if we can address the ignorance of the Word of God, they can start to operate in the authority of God's provision and faith. And bring change to their country. And we've seen that over these many years of education. Well, God has blessed us and favored us with schools of ministry. This was the first school of ministry in America. We now have many. Canada, Europe, Central, South America, the Caribbean, India, Africa, throughout Africa. We have uh, many, many schools in Kenya, Malawi, Zimbabwe, uh, Angola, Namibia. South Africa, of course, Mozambique, Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, Ivory Coast, Ghana, and so we can go on, schools all over Africa. And I'm going to, Af- in, in, in reality, escalate this. Uh, time is moving on. I want to raise a, a, a million students. I've reached over a million souls in my life, but I want to make... A million world changes through the materials God has given to us. Right now, we're working on an online program called the Institute of Worship of some top musicians, Christian musicians, writing materials, and that will be videoed. And and so, we're developing the Institute of Worship, the Institute of Supernatural Ministry, the Institute of Pastoral Training. We've got uh, various programs, Law and Grace that we have written and developed for online education. But the, the biggest area for us is the school of ministry, the local church being a place of training, equipping. And so if you have never been a a student, a graduate in Bible program, um, I would love after the meeting that you would go into the, the foyer and speak to some of the students, speak to the people that are going to be serving you there with literature, They'll take your name and address and get back to your information that will lay out what it takes to be a student in the Church of the Harvest School of Ministry and uh, so that maybe in two years' time I can be graduating you. And uh, by that time, this church will be in multiple meetings and these guys will be soul winners and they'll be filling the church single-handedly and you guys will be doing the work Um, I want to close with the core values of the school, what we want to achieve, because this will help you to understand what we're about. Number one, I want our graduates and our students to be lovers of God. It's the most important thing I could ever do, is to get them to have that first love, passion sustained in their lives. Why? Because if we We don't stay in love with God. We become mere religionists. We've got enough religion in the world. We don't need religion. We need people who will be carriers of God's love. And in order to carry God's love, you've got to be filled with love for God. And then as lovers of God, you will be carriers of God's love to this generation. So that's the first thing we're after. The second is we want to raise up a generation that will be loyal to the church. Why loyal to the church? People have become disenfranchised with the church. And I realize stuff goes wrong in the church. You leaders let you down. There's also many believers that let you down. And uh, things go wrong because we are saved by grace. If we were perfect, we wouldn't have needed a savior. But we, the fact that we're in church shows that we got to a point where we recognize we need a savior. And as the church of the redeemed, we're in the process of growing. Well, stuff happens in the church, and people abandon church. But what we don't recognize is that Jesus believes in the church, that He is the builder of the church, and by walking out of the church, you're actually walking out of God's plan. You can say, well, I can have church on the, uh, on the golf course. No, you can't. There's not going to be an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, a teacher that's going to be Teaching you on the golf course. And if you play with this teacher, I'll teach you how to get a great scorecard. It's called the foot wedge. I can par any hole. But you don't need an apostle or a prophet or a teacher to help you play a better game of golf. You need to get your life activated. And you can't do that standing on the riverbank fishing. Or in your home watching a tele evangelist. You need someone that's in your heart, in your face, with the Word of God. Jesus is in the church where two or more are gathered. And today people are walking out of church, but you're walking out of God's plan. Every Christian should have a church home. Every Christian ought to have a pastor. Every Christian, you don't just want a pastor when you die. It will stand and speak sweet words over your life and not know you. You want someone that really knows you enough to tell you what you need to do to serve God. You need God's people around you to pray with you, to stand with you, to love you and to forgive you and for you to forgive them. We teach loyalty to the church. Third core value is we teach you how to have a passion for the harvest. Because we are called to reach the lost. And so we'll equip you in soul winning. We'll remove that sense, well, I don't know what to do. We'll remove the fear of it that comes through ignorance. We'll equip you in the art of soul winning. Not only soul winning, but disciple making. That's very much a part of that. And then we'll teach you how to be spirit filled. And with being spirit filled, how to have a godly character. And then lastly, we'll teach you how to be a leader. Leadership's not always a title or position, it's influence. We'll teach you how to walk with the influence that is magnetic, that draws and attracts people to God and to God's plan. And so that's what Global Ministries uh, Bible Institute is all about. It's about getting those core values established in your lives. And uh, if you want to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord, this is going to be a great platform for you. If you need to go on to maturity, if you need skills, ministry skills, this is a place where you can get it in this local church. There are many good Bible schools and university colleges all over the country, but the problem is people go from their church to those places, and um, not everyone is called to stand behind a pulpit, but everyone is called to be taught and trained. I have no problem with going to Bible school. I just have a problem with people going to Bible school and then once they graduate, nothing ever happens in their life. Those people don't know how to relate with the church anymore because they're going to this unnatural environment. I like the church because it's a natural, organic environment where you can grow and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And that's what happens in a school of ministry. And you today are the product of that training program. And the next class, and the next class, and the next class. So, after the meeting, when you're greeting these graduates, stop over at the table. Barbara will have a team there, and they will be able to help you. And I'll be out there, and I can walk you through the books and be able to point you in the right direction. So, with this, I'm going to call Pastor Bob, and we're going to go over to the graduation phase.
0: We're going to have the presentation of the diplomas now.
4: Good morning, everyone. Um, I'd like to say welcome to the friends and family, uh, families of the graduates. We're so glad you're here with us today, and um, to our church family, thank you guys all so much for helping us to celebrate this wonderful time. I'm going to keep my comments very brief, so class of 2015, if you'll please stand. Okay. I'd like to say it's been an honor and a privilege. To walk with you and lead you through this. We've had an awesome course, so there's not much I've had to do. Uh, Dr. Leon's done it all. It's all laid out for us. And Dr. Leon, I promise you'll be back 2017 for another graduation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And to any future students out here, um, school will begin in September of 2015, and there will be Like, as I said, a graduation in two years, so Uh, don't get scared off by what, (laughs) by the length of time that these students put in. But guys, it's been an honor and a privilege, and I love every one of you, and um, you have, (laughs) they're waving at me, Um, you have all completed all the requirements and done all the study, the work that it takes to receive your certificate of ministry. So at this time I'm going to ask Wendy Conrad to come. <laughs>
7: Congratulations how lucky. Congratulations I'm proud of you.
1: Well done.
4: Kim Cooper
7: <laughs> Kimberly god bless you congratulations it's a lovely
4: Michael Guyton. Ellen Alaska Randall, (laughs) Ellen, congratulations, Reverend Joanne Rook. (laughs) Shepard, <laughs> go. Dana Armour Smith. Debra E. Smith. (laughs) Terrius Dwayne Smith. (laughs) (laughs)
7: That was orchestrated. Come back, we need another shot.
4: (laughs) 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 Michael Taylor. (laughs)
7: <laughs> Congratulations for well
4: Carmen Myers Womack
7: Praise the Lord.
4: Thank you, guys. I'll turn it back to Pastor Bob now.
0: Barbara, just go ahead and stay up, please. We want to honor our director of our school of ministry. She's worked hard, done a great job. And we want to bless you, honor you. Yeah, Well-deserved. A lot of hard work. We love you. Great job. Great job. Students, you're now officially graduated. Take your tassel and turn it over. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, that's that's all stand. We have a reception. Out in the foyer, please get some punch and some cake and celebrate with these. Students, we want you to stay here, though, for right now. We're going to do a group picture. So everyone else, go celebrate out there. They will be out there soon. God bless you. Love you. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.